Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You want to look good in your underwear and be comfortable, right? But that perfect balance is hard to find. Don't sacrifice style or comfort. Check out Me Undies. August is National Underwear Month, and to celebrate, MeUndies is making it easier than ever to try the world's most comfortable underwear by giving you a risk-free guarantee, all National Underwear Month long. If you don't love your MeUndies, they're free. MeUndies are made from Lensing Micromodal, a sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that's proven to be three times softer than cotton. Micromodal is an all-natural, breathable, eco-friendly fabric extruded from Austrian beech trees that actually inhibits odor. No stinky undies, just soft, cool, and cozy me undies. Me undies are the ultimate feel good undies for when you want to feel naked, but not actually be naked. All National Underwear Month long, you can feel them for yourself, risk free. It's simple. If you don't love your me undies, they're free. Now until August 31st, get 20% off your first pair, plus free shipping at meundies.com slash blog talk. That's meundies.com slash blog talk. MeUndies.com slash blog talk. Welcome to Three in the Key. James drives, scoop layup, pass to himself, and he throws it down. He went up in the air and had nowhere to go. Bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews from the great white north. I mean, that's that's part of who we are. You know, we, we set a lot of records since we, you know, kind of assembled this team the last couple of years. And, you know, that's... It's part of who we are. We got guys that can uh, stretch the floor and make big shots, and uh, you know they did it the night from Kai, Kevin, and Swish, and, uh, and everybody else chipped in as well. With your hosts Elias Elzane, Will Macklin, and Dave the Professor Trip. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Three in the Key. Elias Elzane alongside Dave Trip. What? Who out of hand? What's going on, man? And of course, Will Macklin. Hello. Whoa. Where is he? Willie Mack. Will, usually sitting right next to me, to my right. More like Willie Slackland. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not here. Okay, Will. Well, we didn't get no message uh, from him. Dave, did you get anything? I got nothing. What? I'm still waiting. Damn. Unbelievable. Well, we, well, it's a regular thing to nice be knowing recording you, on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> nice knowing you, buddy. Goddamn. All right. 
Now Will's under the weather. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> we like to poke fun here at our co-hosts when they uh, when they're away, even though they're sick. But it's the nature of the beast. He double texted last <laughs> night. Apparently, he did. Yeah. Yeah. ejection. Yeah. You know, Sorry, suspended. Had a rough playoff. Five. Yeah, you've had a rough postseason. Refs were trying to say one was on Elias and one was on Will, but you know what I, mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I got called for a tech. Mass confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what was going on? I have no idea. How would you describe that game four? Was it confusing? Man, it was circus. It was a circus. <laughs> it was totally <laughs> ridiculous. It was long, man. It didn't yeah. finish till about midnight or something. Yeah. Like a, it was like a baseball game. Like, like, yeah, it took deep a while. into the twelfth inning here. Yeah, oh, close to cricket game. Man, holy crap! It was entertaining. Like, it was very entertaining. <laughs> a lot of I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but it was, it felt like parlor tricks. <laughs> the NBA was at it. Parlor exactly. Tricks. Let's try and get as much money as we can out of these finals. Well, no, it's uh, well, the NBA is going to get again. money, but you know, Golden State's going to make about ten or eleven million dollars. Yeah, just from yeah. this one game from five. From one this from this game from the gate or whatever. I don't know if that includes uh, the food that they sell at the games or whatnot. Well, hey, on top of that, look at the TV ratings for this series. They're they have gone up. They're record they're, they're every up, single yeah. game. So exactly. I don't blame the NBA for uh, you know sliding their hand into things, but uh, if that's what happened, but it certainly <laughs> looked like it did from the TV. I don't know. Some of the calls that were being made, man, I was like, and not see, made. but then Cleveland fans. I've had Cleveland a lot of conversation with Cleveland fans um, that tell me, oh. It's always when Cleveland wins, it's the ref's fault. It's, yeah, you sound oh, like you LeBron. Guys, you sound you, like LeBron. What, you only come out when we lose? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the nature of press conferences, LeBron. We come out every game. You just don't come and talk to us. You know? And they say it was the refs, but I, the only, I don't care if the refs make horrible calls. Well, I do, obviously, especially if it would be my team, but make them both ways. Yeah. Yeah. To, have, to have uh, Cleveland shoot 20 or 22 free throws in the first quarter, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. That's there's got to be there's yeah. got to be a balance there. That's exactly. A, that's a lot of free throws for people to get to the line. They finish with um, only 31 attempts in the game, but getting that that bulk the bulk of them in the first yeah. quarter oh, to build that lead huge makes difference. a big difference. I understand that. Obviously, Cleveland is going to come out way more aggressive. Obviously, Golden State is not going to be at. You know, at the, their highest level of effort since they're up three nothing, that makes sense. And that's going to account they for. They should be exactly. Yeah, yeah. they should out, be exactly. Sure. That's but mentally, you know, human human beings, for them, they, you know, they're only human, so they're not going to come out as aggressive as Cleveland obviously was going to. So it accounts for some of those, you know, free throws and and calls in the first quarter. But twenty free throws in the first yeah. quarter, it it seems like a little much. And some of the calls that were being made, some of those flagrant fouls like with the calls on Draymond like yeah Draymond yeah. does certain things that no one likes but come on it kind <laughs> of felt like golfing with a handicap you know what I mean you start with <laughs> this advantage against your competitor yeah. by having 20 points on the board you know right, what I mean right, like right. I don't know it you look at the way the series has unfolded blowouts in the first two games or at least big big margins of victory much closer in game three you knew that this one was going to be Closer to game three, but then it ended up going the opposite direction. But with Cleveland even if, blowing things out. Yeah, so. even if Cleveland had that big lead with a team like Golden State, who's so good offensively and doesn't take much for them to get back into it, I really liked how Ty Lue was calling his timeouts and coming out of those timeouts and drawing up plays for them to respond because 
they'd go on a six or eight oh run or have a few buckets back to back Golden State would and he'd call a timeout to stop that right there. They don't want him to yeah. get a, on fire or, or catch some momentum and they'd come back and push their lead right their, their lead right back mm-hmm. up to twenty and that yeah. even if they were up by twenty, it didn't seem like it was safe really till the last few minutes of the fourth I, quarter. I totally uh, agree. Between games uh, three and four, even though four ended up being uh, you know a twenty point or whatever uh, double digit victory for Cleveland, which one was more entertaining? To me, game four was more entertaining with ev- not just the basketball, just everything else that was going on in that game. Um, Seven technicals, one flagrant. Yeah, there's so much extra extracurricular activities in game four. Game three was entertaining just to. I, th- I mean that that three that Kevin Durant hit yeah, to take the lead, you know, so things amazing. like that. It was that comeback for the Warriors, um, the mistakes that were made by the Cavs, uh, mistakes that were made by Tyron Lue that that he fixed in Game Four, obviously, because there were they, there's no Cleveland should not have lost Game Three. The, no, the fully no. Ru- the fully ruined my prediction. My prediction yeah. was <laughs> Cleveland would win the two at home, and they should have won Game Three, no question. That's yeah. true, but they messed that up hard in those last three minutes. They did. And uh, but they came back in Game Four, you know, foot on the gas yeah. right away, and it was good to see in for Cleveland that Jr. hit the first couple of shots. Yeah, he got going early. Darren Williams scored for the yeah, first he time. Scored. Yeah. Last he scored, month. yeah, <laughs> two buckets like back to back, and then he missed one horribly from three, and then it was like, okay, calm down, buddy. We understand. Uh, we understand that you can't get it going all the time. And oh, Kevin Durant was the only one. Really, that had it going for uh, for Golden State. He had 35 points. Most of his, uh, well, 15 of them coming from the free throw line, nine for 22 from the field. But Curry was off. Thompson hit only four threes, pretty much. Uh, and you can't, I don't know. Golden State, I don't think, could win a game with Draymond Green as their second leading scorer. For sure. He no, had the I most totally points agree. after Durant. Uh, 14 rebounds, only three assists. He's better if he has, you know, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and like five points exactly. for you. That's like... Yeah more of a Golden State win Draymond stat line for you and you have the 20s and the 30s from Curry Thompson and Durant so it should be interesting to see how, how uh, what transpires in game 5 now we know what happened last year in uh, in game 5 at Oracle LeBron James and Kyrie Irving put on a show combining for 82 points like yeah. phenomenal LeBron James has been better in this finals than he has been last year when they came back from 3-1. I feel like every postseason, I'm like, this is the best LeBron James we've ever seen. Yeah. He just keeps on getting better, it's honestly. It's amazing. And that's what he said it's in great the, to see. the press conference. Uh, one of the one of the reporters, she asked him, was, how did you evolve from your first finals to this final? And he straight up was like, I stunk in my first final. I don't stink anymore. <laughs> and it's true. Like, he's learned that's what I love about LeBron. He's he's taking the time to learn on how to get better, and he's learned and he knows how to play the game. Even those first three games that they lost, he was incredible. It's like you said, though, uh, Elias, with Ty Lue, I think that he coached this game perfectly. He did a really good job of coaching this game uh, in response to what's been, you know, he, he could have gotten some criticism for the beginning of this series and how it's kind of unfolded, but you mentioned... Um, the Warriors can't win this series with Draymond second in points. Draymond also took the second most shots. Why is Draymond Green taking 16 shots a game? Like, yeah. you look at Cleveland. Kyrie had 27 shots. He scored 15 of them. LeBron had 22 shots. He scored half of them. That's You need your best players to be taking 20 shots a game yeah. against this team. They need to be scoring. 
And like Steph wasn't much of a factor offensively no. at all. You know and what I mean? And Kevin Love Clay played really well. So Kevin Love made a huge difference too. He's 23 threes, points. So. He hit six threes. And they got that production from the bench or from the other guys. Yeah. JR hit five They're threes. Uh, Iman Shumpert hit that one shot that he took from beyond the arc. Kyle Korver hit a three. Darren Williams hit a three. They got good minutes out of uh, Richard Jefferson, and that's what they need. And Tristan Thompson finally had a good game. He had a double-digit yeah. rebounding effort for the first time in this series, 10 boards. He, had five he also assists, had five assists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he came out. Five points. Yeah, right away came out. Had some, a plays. few tip-ins early, tipping the basketball, grabbing it. That's what they need from him because in the first three games of the series, Golden State took him out. Oh, yeah, he was a sure. non-factor but that's the series. role. That's the role he needs to play in this series. Exactly. He needs to come in and know his role and not overdo it, as opposed to a 16-shot effort by Draymond Green. Which yeah, I he think has to be crazy. a hustler. He has to. That might be a career high. <laughs> 16 <laughs> shots for Draymond, yeah. probably. Yeah. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, no, Tristan. Like Charles Barkley said, the first three games or for for game three, I think Thompson had three rebounds, and Barkley was like, "I'm a old fat guy. Put me in a game, I'll grab three rebounds." <laughs> That's fully true. So. Yeah, Tristan, and like I said the last time we, we did this last week, for the Cavs to win, I think, because LeBron's going to come out the way he comes out, Kyrie's going to come out, Kevin Love will do his thing, I think Tristan Thompson is that, that X factor for the Cavs. That's where, what I said at the beginning of the series. Yeah, if he if he comes out and aggressively goes after those boards and and sets and those he's strong such a picks because no yeah. one can contain him. He's so big. absolutely he's not. He's like six yeah. eleven. Draymond Green is not that. You're not going to put Kevin Durant on Tristan Thompson. He's no, not big not. enough. Hey, let's and not forget how he got this contract. Exactly. Two Great. years ago, yeah. in this exact situation, he was the difference maker. Exactly. So, I don't he know. Was, yeah. Well, last year he played really well in the finals and they won the championship. And the year before that, he did have a good final, although them losing uh, with Love and Kyrie both banged up. It's going to be a very interesting game five. Uh, Cleveland won it last year with you know great performances by their uh, by their stars in LeBron James and Kyrie. Obviously, Kevin Love in thirty three minutes only had two points and three boards, but he really struggled in last year's um, finals. And they they got ten points out of Jr. But it was a Kyrie Irving and LeBron James show. And at the end of game three, we saw them fade away. Right, we saw them miss shots. Golden State went on an eleven zero run to come back and win to take that commanding 3-0 lead. But you can't come back from a 3-1 deficit unless you have one win, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Now back to that 3-1 yeah, lead. Yeah, that that game three one. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think of this series so far. The email address is the3nikki at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at 3 Nikki. Follow on Twitter at BasketPod. On Instagram at the3nikki. You can listen to each and every episode on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio. And, of course, on the Almighty Baller Podcast uh, Network, Radio Network, and on Dash Radio. You can hear us locally here in Ottawa on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock on CKDJ 107.9. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play as well. Our website, 3, the number 3, in the key.ca. We'll look into Game 5 specifically with Sam Esfandiari of Warriors World um, uh, later in the program. And also... Big news for three on three basketball. Not the big three; they're they're kicking off this summer. But it's even more exciting. Yeah, three on three basketball in the Olympics. I, I don't know about you guys. We'll talk more in depth about it later in the program. But I, I'm a fan of this. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It should be interesting. I'm excited like to see how it, it works. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, like a, watching it out at the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, three yeah. on three, a lot of room, a lot of skill. We should put in the team. 
I think Trump, we, Will's not here. We've already got our team locked up. Right? No, exactly. well, there's I mean, one substitute. Hey. It's three and okay, plus yeah. the oh, one sub. Snap. Okay, good. He's so, a post guy. We yeah. need Will. <laughs> 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 you in the post. Or maybe come off the bench since he's not here well, during true. the announcement. So, he also no. make a great coach. I mean, player coach. Yeah, player like coach, a Tree yeah. Rollins. <laughs> Bill Russell back in the day. Yeah. That's true. It's Will true. Macklin and Bill Russell. Those two go go together. <laughs> I think so. Well, Will's a post guy, so exactly. I think Bill Russell did most of his damage in the post. That's I true. believe. Yeah, yeah. And at seven foot tall, seven he's also tall. undersized. Will's undersized like Bill Russell for his position. <laughs> so you know. I think Bill was oversized. Bill Russell was oversized for his position during his. Not day. against Wilt. Let me tell <laughs> you. Oh, yeah, not not when he was battling Wilt. Wilt. Uh, well, exactly. Huh? Wilt and Bill. Man, I wish we. Could see tape of that. I'm pretty sure oh, there man. is somewhere we can see them go at it. A couple black and white photos. Anyway. S- S- Steve Kerr had some funny things to say about uh, yeah, yeah. teams comparing. That was hilarious. You know all the discussion of the '96 Bulls beating uh, his Warriors, and he's like, obviously, he's like, clearly basketball doesn't get better with time; it gets worse. <laughs> he's like, the teams in the '50s would crush everybody. Yeah, yeah. George Mikan would have run a run yeah, a train of the modern Russell. NBA. Exactly. <laughs> Bakuzi. Hey, Steve Kerr is hilarious. That yeah, guy is he's too funny. funny. That was a perfect response Him to that. Him and Pop, eh? Those guys yeah. are kings of comedy. Exactly. I love it. Right well, at the exactly. Top. exactly. He, he stems from, from the Popovich yeah, yeah, system, that's true. right? Exactly. And i seen, I don't know, there's a campaign going on, Popovich Kerr for 2020 in the U.S. <laughs> Man, Luke sign me Walton. up. I know we can't vote, but <laughs> I would, I would vote. Go I don't <laughs> Luke Walton was wearing a shirt, Popovich Kerr 2020. Oh, that's no fantastic. way. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Quickly before uh, we get to Sam Esfandiari and, you know, take a look at this whole series uh, from a Warriors perspective in Game 5 specifically, does Golden, well, Fouad said Cavs in 7 originally before the series started, so are you thinking Cleveland's going to win Game 5 or you think it's over? I I have to think Cleveland's winning. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm old school like that. I said Cavs in seven. I gotta stay Cavs in seven. They've, hey, history doesn't lie. Yeah. Well, I love it. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm going Warriors in five. I I don't think I. You know what? Like I hope the, I hope it's not fixed. And it because like <laughs> I think that the Cavs have to shoot. Like they shot last night. Yeah, they had a record. They had set records in that game: twenty-four three-pointers, most yeah. in the finals. They had forty-nine points in the first quarter, most in the finals. Yeah. They were certainly motivated. I just don't see yeah. them pushing it for three games. Like at three more games, I don't think it's possible. I they, think they. I think they, they scored one hundred and thirty-seven points to win this game. It's insane. They and they were on pace they, for like three hundred. So yeah. can they <laughs> yeah. can they hit that well from deep? I mean, LeBron and Kyrie are going to get theirs. That's no no question about it. But it's the other guys. Can JR hit the shots again on the road? Can Tristan Thompson be a factor? Can Kevin Love hit you six threes? I think maybe they have a, a great game again, but I don't think you can count on Steph just falling off like he Especially did with his 14 Especially going points back and, home and now game five, Draymond is playing. There's no yep. excuse. Mm-hmm. You have Kevin. It's a different situation than it was last year, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a Kevin Durant, and they're going back home. The crowd's going to be crazy. Look for them to be aggressive and, and get what they want early. I said Warriors in five at the beginning of this, so I have them winning, of it's course. It's tough to see them not winning. Lane. Yeah, it's tough, but, but it's possible. You know, I like you sticking to your guns. Yeah, I, have I like to. you sticking to your to. guns. I have to. We'll see. If, if they do win in seven, we're all going to be like, you know, Fouad, just make the predictions from now on. That's it. That's it. You're taking over. We'll be one, back. In the, one in the key. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with Sam Espendiari of Warriors World. It took a, a bad day from Stephen Clay and just Cleveland. 49 points in the first quarter. 24 threes for the game. 
They can't keep this up. Welcome back to Three in the Key. Hello and welcome back inside the key. Elias Zane alongside Dave Tripp and Fuad Ahad will not with us today, but we're happy to be joined by Sam Esfandiari of Warriors World to talk, obviously, the finals. Warriors cast for the third straight year. Sam, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Pretty good. Excellent. What are your thoughts? Game 5. It's 3-1 again. Going back to Oracle. Obviously a different series, different team. Uh, both sides, especially for Golden State. They have Draymond playing in this one. But, you know, I don't want to bring up bad memories. But Cleveland's uh, <laughs> Kyrie and uh, LeBron each had 41 in Game 5. Do you see that? Maybe not the 41 but do you see what do you see as the outcome pretty much uh, tomorrow night? Is Golden State hoisting the Larry O'Brien Trophy at Oracle in front of the home crowd? Well, they should, but there is a bit of uneasiness among Warriors fans uh, after last year, after what many felt was a horribly officiated game. Uh, I would say both ways, but um, uh, I, th- I think you, I think uh, the rationale is they should close it out better team, healthier than last year. Obviously, you have Kevin Durant, but it's hard to shake those uneasy feelings after what happened last year. Um, yeah, you said horribly officiating. Is it like What did you think of that game for? Because for me, when I was watching it, I was telling these guys, like, it's a lot of fishy calls being made. It's a lot of you know weird stuff going on. What was your point of view watching that game for right off the bat, the calls that were being made, the 20 free throws in the first quarter for the Cavs? How did you feel watching that? So uh, while I was watching it, my initial feeling was, oh, God, the fix is in. And then as I started watching the game and realizing they're making bad calls on both sides, I realized that was just a little bit, you know, conspiratorial. Uh, The reality is that was John Goble's first finals game, and it looked like it. Um, I think the Cleveland crowd was pretty loud. Uh, I think it affected the refs. It got in their head, and then they lost control of the game. And once refs lose control of the game, you know, I, I, I don't know how you get it back, particularly in the finals. Um, you know, if it was a Tuesday in February, and you know, maybe the players chill out, and the refs can get control of the game after a sloppy start. But um, yeah, that's that's how I saw it. I thought there was a lot of touch fouls on the Warriors early. I think the refs saw that whenever they went, and, you know around halftime and looked at their uh, looked at the review of some of the calls they made and they tried to even it out. But I, it's what you don't want to see in a game, which is, uh, you know, officiating being the center, the center of the show as opposed to the players. Uh, uh, the Warriors did have more free throws by the end, and the looking at it, I do think the refs did give them some makeup calls later on. Um, but... He, no one wants to get into a situation where a ref blows a call or has to make a call, you know? Uh, Sam, like you mentioned, the refs were kind of the star of this game. You know what I mean? Especially early on, they really, the game was, it wasn't over before it began, but the first the first quarter starting the way it did with all the foul shots, um, it really made it, it really made a huge impact on the game. Do you see this carrying over to Oracle for the next season, um, for the next game? Well, my guess is it's going to be Danny Crawford or uh, it's going to be maybe the Game 1 crew or the Game 2 crew. Uh, typically, the NBA uh, goes that route. You know, the first three crews are all experienced crews, so there'll be some variations of them for theoretically the last three. Um, 
So I, from that standpoint, no, as long as they're experienced refs, uh, it should be fine. I'm worried about the Warriors from the standpoint of they've, they have had a propensity to let these things affect them. So um, I would wonder uh, how, how much they're able to put it behind them and not getting to it with the refs. You know, Draymond famously loves to argue with the refs, so I'm concerned maybe he gets one bad call on him and he's going to start yapping, rolling his eyes, you know, doing the arm motions and you know, just all that Draymond stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, like you, you mentioned, the the fans are kind of uneasy going into these next, well, this next game for sure, and then possibly the next few games. From your point of view, being a Warriors fan, watching them throughout the season and whatnot, how do you think the the Warriors players are looking at this next game and then moving forward? Do you think they're feeling that sort of uneasiness? Or do you think they're confident going into this game thinking, we can hoist a trophy at home tomorrow night? I think I think they're pretty confident watching the post-game interviews and listening to the players speak. They all kind of had a, that one got away from us, not a, uh-oh, what are we going to do type of vibe. They seem pretty confident. Um I would expect the Warriors to come out uh, stronger. You know, uh, as much as those touch fouls hurt them early, the Warriors also came out with less intensity than Cleveland. Um, Cleveland, and then once Cleveland got hot from three, I mean, uh, they and the Warriors are the two best shooting teams from outside. We've seen it. You know, once a team starts feeling it from outside, um, that you just you can't make that up. What they said in the NBA record for threes in the finals game. So I would expect the Warriors to uh, come out with more defensive focus more than anything in the next game. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, Sam. Uh, the three-point shooting for Cleveland was unbelievable. They hit a record 24 threes, and they were aggressive. Do you think that's what they're going to do coming into this game, still play at a fast tempo at that Golden State speed and try to – because they – Kyrie in, in game three didn't hit one three-pointer, had like six or seven – and in game four, then they got the the shots to fall from Jr. and Kevin Love hit six. Obviously, it's hard to hit twenty four three pointers in a game, especially in the finals. Do you see them going that route again to just you know try to hang in with them to try to beat them? Is we got to outscore them basically, and we got to keep taking these threes? I mean, that's who Cleveland is. Uh, Ty Lue's kind of said it all series, and people thought he was crazy, but the reality is, uh, you know, they can't just pull up a Memphis Grizzlies game plan with Richard Jefferson and Kyle Korver. You know, they don't have the personnel to really play any other way. The big thing I saw, which I'm curious, is adjustments on the Warriors' side. The Warriors made no adjustments, and I think that's part of the reason Steph was, uh, you know, subpar in game four. I think they've been using him more and more off-ball, and Cleveland has gotten more and more physical with him off-ball, and you can call them fouls. Or you can acknowledge the fact that at this point in the finals, typically players get away with uh, more bumping off ball. It's just the nature of, of basketball. So I would be curious if the Warriors uh, maybe tighten up their rotation a little bit. You know, I love Patty McCall, but he he maybe doesn't need to play. You know, maybe they don't need to go 12 deep. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe they run a little more pick and roll because they've been getting good shots out of pick and roll every time. For as, as good as Kevin Love has been, for example, um, every time they run a high pick and roll at the three point line, uh, he's he's stranded. Uh, it's just it's just not you know 
it's not fair to assume he's going to Durant, Steph Curry, and those guys on a consistent basis. You know, maybe he gets one lucky stop here and there, but uh, I would wonder if the Warriors will, uh, you know, kind of go to the bread and butter more than sticking with their kind of cutesy motion offense because uh, one of my big takeaways from Game 4 was Cleveland uh, finally kind of figured out some of their sets and was kind of reading them out a little bit, and I think that affected Steph more than it. So we saw a pretty uh, pretty vintage Kyrie Irving in Game 4, um, really really stepping it up, 40-point game. Obviously, LeBron James is spectacular again. Starting to... The parts of that game kind of looked like the beginning of what was happening in the series last year that they obviously came back, turned around, and won. Is that something that you guys are nervous about, just having these guys really ignite at the right time? Um, yes and no. Perry is one of the, the best scorers in the NBA. Uh, again, I go back to the Warriors. I don't think Cleveland's doing anything special. They're doing the same thing they've done all year. And when I say special, I mean schematically. Uh, obviously, Kyrie and LeBron are very special players. Um, but, you know, the Warriors just they didn't throw any different looks at Kyrie, similar to what they did last year. Uh, Clay Thompson's an excellent defender and definitely frustrated in the first two and a half games. But it feels like, or it looks like Kyrie's figured something out, how to get a little more space, how to get to his spots a little more. Uh, and that's what great scorers do. So I would I would be curious if the Warriors maybe send some doubles at him or maybe put a doll on him or just throw different looks at him, you know? Uh, a player of Kyrie's caliber, if you stick the same defender on him game after game, he's going to figure stuff out that works. And that's no slight against Clay. That's just that's that's how it goes with great scorers. You, you can't give them consistent looks. And one of those great scorers is Kevin Durant. Um, the most likely scenario, obviously, is that the Golden State Warriors win the championship this year. Now, Kevin Durant gets his first ring. What do you? But how do you see his career once if he gets that first ring? Like, where do you rank him? What do you think he needs to do to you know for his legacy? I think it's I think it's too early to go there. He he turns twenty nine uh, in September or October. Um, it's it's funny to think about how young he is because I feel like he's been scoring 30 points a game for what what, what feels like a decade now, right? So, yeah, yeah, for real. He's, he's so gifted, and I think um, there's going to be an inevitable backlash joining the Warriors, and, you know, this ring doesn't mean as much, and blah, blah, blah. I think his legacy is going to be written over the next six to eight years. You know, if this Warriors team can win four or five, five championship, if they can even win just three or so, um, he's going to have so many moments which stand out. I feel like it's going to be in some ways similar to LeBron going to Miami. You know, everyone thought he ruined his legacy going there. And within three years, everyone kind of forgot about the decision and they just marveled at, you know, all these amazing performances he had in the playoffs along the way with Miami. You know, the famous one in 2012 against the Celtics, the finals. Uh, the Spurs, stuff like that. So uh, where he ranks all time, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, he's a top 10 to 15 talent of all time. Now it's just a matter of having those big moments on the big stage continually because that tends to be what people remember. People remember Magic Johnson starting at center when Kareem was out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They remember Michael Jordan's shot. That's, that's where we're at. No one's questioning his talent. The regular season numbers are as good as anyone ever. Uh, it's a matter of producing in those those biggest moments. Exactly, yeah. And then you also have so many people that are putting out their opinions. What do you think about Paul Pierce? 
um, saying things like Kevin Durant is the best player in the world today. Um, you know, comments like that. But when it comes to comparing LeBron and KD at this point, do you agree with that? Do you think those comments are necessary? And like you said, we have six or seven years of Kevin Durant doing what he's doing in Golden State to to get to that point. What do you think of those things? Um, you know, I I kind of think he is uh, at this point. He's twenty eight. LeBron's thirty two. I'm not ready to say he's better than LeBron, but he's He's awfully close right now, and at some point in the next couple of years, he's going to surpass LeBron. See, I mean, I guess we will assume LeBron's going to age at some point. So, uh, it doesn't look uh, like yeah. in the way yeah. he's going. He's a Gatorade baby. It, it, yeah. it seems like he's going to play till like he's 40. The only thing fading is his hairline right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think this was a welcoming, I don't want to say it's kind of a welcome back, Remember when KD won the MVP in 2014 and he was so brilliant and people were saying, you know, he's, he's at LeBron's level now. Yeah, yeah. And then he had the injuries and the Warriors rose and the Thunder were at, you know, they were no longer the darlings, the up-and-coming team. So in some ways he became an afterthought. I think I look at this series as nothing else as KD's reminder to the world, I'm the closest player to LeBron, whether you think I'm as good as him or not. It goes LeBron, KD, and then everyone else in some order. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the series, I think they basically played themselves even. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Um, LeBron's tasked with doing a little more because he's got a little less defensive help. Uh, but I don't know how you can watch this series and uh, at least you know not make the case that KD is approaching LeBron and they're very close to each other in terms of ability today. Definitely, and I agree. They're up there, and they've been the two best players in the series, speaking with Sam Asfandiari of Warriors World. I want to take it a step further and just dive into free agency a bit. They have a lot of guys who are going to be free agents, obviously Kevin Durant being one of them. Uh, Steph Curry, who's... uh, Well, Kevin Durant has a player option, but most likely will decline. Steph Curry's a free agent. Guys like Livingston, Iguodala, you know, the David West. What do you see this team? Do you see all these guys coming back, or do they lose one? Do they take less money? Is this team coming back together, or does that depend on if they blow this three uh, nothing lead. Obviously, I don't want to bring up old, uh, you know, memories. And no, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you foresee them looking like next year? Is it going to be, you know, the main guys, the main four guys, and a and the rest, the role players are going to be new ones, or do you see like a Zaza coming back on a cheap deal, David West, Iguodala taking less money and stuff like that? Well, if I was to guess, so um, I think uh, the core will be back next year, barring some sort of incredible meltdown where, you know, maybe Katie and Steph get into fist fight in the locker room. I don't know. <laughs> but let's just assume the core is back next year. Iguodala is the number one priority outside of the core, and that goes beyond his play. You know, obviously he's played really uh, really well in the finals, specifically on the defensive end. He is um, kind of the leader of the locker room. There's just no other way to put it. He's kind of the old guy who staff or KD or all these guys go to. He's very much an extension of the coaches in the locker room. The Warriors value him far beyond his on-play uh, numbers. Um, and that's um, that's directly from Bob Myers, the players and the coaches and everyone involved. So if they were to lose anyone, my money would be on Livingston. It's not that they don't want to bring him back. It's just, I think 
he is the most likely player to get a big a big offer from someone else. Um, and uh, unlike Andre, who may be comfortable taking a little less money to stay because he's made a reasonable, you know, he's made a lot of money over his career, and he's got a, a great thing going in the community. In, the tech community here in terms of his private ventures, Livingston with that knee injury and everything really hasn't had a huge NBA contract. So um, my, my guess would be if anyone leaves, it's him. I know the Warriors want to bring them all back. Um, a lot of it will depend on if KD takes that non-bird raise. If he takes that non-bird raise, which is less than the max, they hold the bird rights to all uh, the key role players, and thus it's just a matter of if they want to match whatever offer they have. Uh, if KD demands a full max, it's going to be difficult to sign anyone because they kind of have to give up their rights. Um, I would I would assume, but yeah, I would assume Andre Godal is back. I'm assuming Livingston is most likely going to go somewhere else, and uh, from the Warriors' perspective, that'll be okay because uh, Tom McCaw has... Uh, showing that he can play, and at some point you have to open up minutes to give a guy like that an opportunity. And when you have 20, 20 wings who are the same size and kind of skill set as him, it's hard for him to get minutes. Yeah, and he's only 21, so having a young guy play some minutes, especially next year if they come back, all of them, you know, there's going to be blowout situations, so he'll he'll play more than just a garbage time, but maybe get more minutes and be ready uh, for the playoffs and, and produce next season. Before we let you go, your prediction for tomorrow night, does Golden State win it, and if they do, who is the finals MVP? I think they close it out. I think KD will come out. And, um, I mean, it's his to lose at this point. Uh, the only scenario in which I could see the Warriors win the finals and KD is not the MVP is, like, uh, he plays awful. And, that you know, he plays awful for multiple games. And Steph has to um, literally carry them one by one. It's just so hard to see a scenario where the Warriors win tomorrow and KD is not the finals MVP. Um, so that's my prediction. I think they close it out. I think KD has been... Shooting well, he's been playing well all game, and I think that Oracle crowd will have them a little more uh, hyped up, and uh, that will be the difference. Yeah, I don't see why uh, a reason why he wouldn't get it. He's shooting 50, 40, 90, 34 points, eight and a half boards, five and a half assists, a steal, and two blocks. Those are ridiculous numbers Remarkable. in the NBA final. Sam Esfandiari of Warriors World, thanks so much for joining us in the queue. We always appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank yeah. you. Welcome back to Three in the Key. Hello, and welcome back inside the key. Elias in alongside Fuad Ahad and Dave Tripp. Uh, Will's off sick. We gave him a pass this week, fellas. I think. It's true. Yeah. It's true. He's uh, not feeling well. Yeah, you need to rest up for game five, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we need him. We need him in game five. We do, definitely. I mean, we're one game away from winning our... What is it, like our 60th consecutive championship? So yeah. we win every year, pretty much. Every year. We're the only ones in the league. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got our roster set for this uh, three-on-three Olympic championship yeah, in Canada. Th- th- this is exactly. We win that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's now an Olympic sport. Officially, this week, they announced three-on-three as an Olympic sport. So you used to play three-on-three in your local neighborhood, you know, on the courts, in the, in the hood, whatever. So the dream from the hood to the Olympic game is officially real now. Yes, sir. You don't have to get to the NBA anymore to make the, you know, <laughs> your national team. Now you can just be the best in your neighborhood. 
<laughs> and then compete and qualify or whatever and you know just have a daytime job as a as a broadcaster or as a lawyer <laughs> as an engineer whatever it is and then play 3 on 3 in the Olympics a couple of rules obviously it's played on a half court one bucket one net okay uh 12 second shot clock so it's fast paced wow. and the scores go by one inside and outside the arc is two points 10 minute period that's it one 10 minute period First team to reach 21 wins or whoever's leading at the end of the 10-minute period. There's no jump ball. There's no held ball. So when guys are fighting for it, there's no jump ball. It's automatic defensive uh, team possession. Oh, wow. And three starters and one self. Those are some of the rules. I think the most important ones. Do you guys think this will be watched, viewed by people? <laughs> oh, it certainly will by me. <laughs> I think yeah. it sounds exciting. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch. Same, yeah. just, I think the very first one in 2020 in Tokyo is going to be watched. And then depending on how it goes there, depending on who plays, like yeah, who are point. the players who are actually going to play, you know? Is it going to be guys like us or is it going to be KD? Exactly. Bronx, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Cause, yeah. Because Team can't... USA is going to have a team playing like yeah, the final five, five Olympic game, team, yeah. obviously, an Olympic yep. team. Hopefully Team Canada is going to be there in 2020. Uh, they'll have a team. So is it like the best guys that are going to make that team or guys will play double duty maybe, hopefully? I'd like to see that. Yeah, you know, that would win be a gold awesome. Two. Win two goals at one one yeah. Olympic game. That would be ideal, yeah. And then maybe you have a country like Latvia. Okay, let's take for example, who maybe doesn't qualify for the Olympics, like the five on five. Then you'll have Porzingis in the three on three game with uh-huh. you know whoever two guys or three guys you know with the one sub. That's what I want to see. You know the teams that have that one or two good players in the NBA, but their team in general is not good They're enough not to qualify it, yeah. for sure. Those are going to be interesting to see in a three-on-three game because it's different. It's the one one net, twelve seconds. How are they going to fare against these these guys? And shooting comes at a premium in this game because a lot of driving, a lot of kicking. Once you're open, you got to make the shot. Yeah, exactly, it's yeah. what counts. You're ten minute period, and whoever you know, you can win twenty-one nothing if you're really good. Yeah, for sure. But this is going to be, I think, the best on best three-on-three players around the world. So it's going to be really interesting. That's so what I think hope so, yeah. Greek national team, do they go all Antetokounmpo's? Yeah. That's you just pick three. the whole family. Or maybe, exactly. the, maybe go all balls for American team. <laughs> oh, yeah. The big baller brand on the international Have stage. Have LeVar on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the coach slash substitute. Yeah, the Trey <laughs> Rollins. <laughs> the Will Macklin yeah, yeah. of the group, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if we went to the three-on-three, Will Macklin would play that role. Yeah, yeah, Will Macklin is our LeVar ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Will, but he doesn't have the, the you know, the, the, the talking, the big mouth, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. He's uh, uh, he's pretty he's pretty humble and quiet, that guy, yeah. for yeah, sure. Yeah. He doesn't talk a lot of smack. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd be cheering us on, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so that leaves us to say, you know, what is your ideal three-on-three here, I got team. a question for you, though. Does every okay. country only get one submission, or is it like the diving team where there's like 17 divers from the same country, right? Can I have like three Team Americas? Right. No, I, think it's it's pretty good ones. I think it's one it's per one, country. Because I think it's eight teams. Think of how good that qualifying hmm. tournament would be for the American oh, team. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But 2020, <laughs> Popovich is the coach, so I think all guys want to play for him first, right? Right. So it's going to be tough. That, yeah, that's so the thing. Who, but, ideally, right, go ahead, Fuad. I don't think because you can't force these guys to play. I don't think a lot of these guys are going to want to play. Like, I don't think LeBron's playing in the Olympics or at all. You know things no, like I that. I think so, he will play in twenty twenty. I think he'll play for yeah, Greg Popovich. Popovich. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm looking at the twenty sixteen Olympic roster. Um, like you don't have the best 
players in the world on that roster. So it's like some of them are. Yeah, some of them are. But it's you becoming don't have more the and more of an Westbrook. international game, though, right? Too every yeah. every team around the around the world's gotten better in the last few yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. They've got Canada, they've got those solid players. Everybody. Yeah. But like, yeah. You're but, talking about um, Latvia. Like, does is Porzingis? What do you want to play? And the like three that, three? That's that's my worry. Why not? You can get an Olympic sure. gold medal. That would be exactly, and that's the best case scenario. That's my point of view. But I'm looking at Porzingis. He's maybe maybe he's going to be like, I don't really want to go and do this. But I mean, you're in Tokyo in Japan. I don't yeah. know if you like traveling. I'm a guy that's like, all <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. let's go he's play. He's young too, and he'll still yeah. be young in 2020. So. Yeah, he'll still be very away. young. He'll be, he'll be like what, 25, 26 years old, yeah. maybe. And like, I don't think the Olympics is all about winning the gold medal, right? It's about representing your country mm-hmm. and. Making them proud, right? So for him to go and, and guys represent like that, they'd love to do that. Or Jokic in Serbia, if a guy like that were to come and really impress, like I mean, that would raise the profile of the basketball program in his country. Which is, you're an ambassador of that exactly, basketball yeah, program, yeah. right? Like Andrew Wiggins is an ambassador of the Canadian basketball program, whether he likes it or not. That's why it's important for him to come out for these things <laughs> and not to be like, mm, well, I'm under contract, so I better not come. That's backwards. Very. You backwards. represent this Slug. basketball. We want growth in Canadian basketball. At least I do. I know? mean, I think he, we he all do. He said he took the summer off to get better on his individual game. So I think that, that if, was his excuse. Well, for good, that reason, for you, I think but... that a guy like Porzingis should come out and represent his country in, in a, an incredible opportunity like this. That would be fun too. Okay, and so wish... let's let's say okay, so uh, you had to make a four four. It's four players, right? One four sub. players, okay. So we'll go Team USA first. We'll each give our our four guys, and then we'll do Team Canada. Okay. So, Fuad, go ahead with There may your... be some copies in this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially for the Canadian Yeah, Trippie goes yeah. third. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling we're all going to take KD, but you can take a four Golden State Warrior team. Yeah. Like, you can take Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. Is that your team, though? That's, no, that's not my team, but, I mean, that's a solid team. Like a, that's a little bit of chemistry. Pretty unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, but my team, personally, I think I would take Kyrie... KD, Carmelo, Clay Thompson. Okay. I'm going all Solid. banana boat. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar team, though, I got to tell you. I'm oh, yeah. I go LeBron for his distributing and the fact that he scares everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Kawhi Leonard also. Ooh. I'm going to go for his ball handling. Steph Curry, because the guy never misses shots. And uh, I'm going to go Kawhi Leonard for his matchup ability coming off. You said the- Kawhi, Kawhi twice. twice. Did I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So two Kawhi's? Kawhi's? I'll take four KDs. Kawhi and Kyrie. If I could have Kawhi's twin brother, Kawhi, then I would take him too. Kawhi? No, Kyrie. Kyrie is what I meant originally. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, So Kyrie, Kawhi, LeBron, and Curry for you. Yes. That's a pretty solid four. Lots of shooting. Solid four for you too, Fouad. I'm going to go with uh, what everyone wants to see, I think, win something together. And that is KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. And oh. Nick Collison off the bench. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Curry for sh- more shooting. Oh, that's fair. Although I don't know if they'd like each other, you know, Westbrook, KD. Yeah. But, you know, just put that aside. We'll have a little reunion and Curry can be there. Yeah. Or um, or LeBron, one of them. You should bring and Reggie Jackson back for that one. That would oh, be a nice yeah. reunion. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that'd be hilarious. Yeah. But oh, that man. that'd be that'd be my main three would be KD, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, just because I want to see them win together. That Have is some so magic. Solid, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see them win together, and you know, a little reuniting, and to put their. It's not a team that they have on; it's their country, mm-hmm. and yeah. and win a gold. I think that would be special for them. Give and then a... everyone would be like, okay, they actually want something. And then you know, for uh, if we, we we want all big men, just throwing that out there, I'd go Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins, and uh, another big. Tough call, man. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the good ones are European, aren't they? I'm joking. Yeah, I was about to say Anthony the I'm like, no, he's not American. He's not big. He's a guard. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. He's big. No, I don't like DeAndre. No. Well, KD would be the other one. <clears throat> hey, there you go. That would be my all big lineup. Give Give Ibaka an American citizenship for that. Yeah. Rather give him a Canadian one, man, because he's playing in Toronto right now. (laughs) That's true. I could have a pretty solid team, just Kentucky Wildcats, throwing it out there. Yeah, that is also very true, man. What, John Wall, Bledsoe? Boogie, maybe Eric. uh, Er, er, Maybe Phoenix Suns. Bledsoe? 70 points. Oh, Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Devin Booker, he'd look good in there. That's very true. If we Let's look at, because we're naming out, you know, the very top guys who m- may not even want to join the, the three. John Wall might be the best possible player for this. Given his speed, nobody can catch that guy. John Wall, Devin Booker. If we're, if we're looking at guys who aren't, like, you know, top, top, top tier. Sure. Guys who are more likely to play. You can take John Wall, Devin Booker. Um, Maybe Jimmy Butler. Take a guy like Jimmy Butler. For take sure. a guy like DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, they can have a pretty, pretty good Paul team. George. Yeah, pretty Americans, they cannot go wrong. Yeah, for there's sure. no way the uh, I don't know, Clay America, Thompson off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. There's no way the US <laughs> is messing this one up. Absolutely honestly. not. No. Yeah. After they have their twelve for the uh, the uh, the Olympic team, like the, yeah. to go out there to play the five on five game, there's gonna be a hand more like 10 15 guys where you can pick up four from and yeah. and go. And there's no coaching and all that. Okay, quickly, let's get um, your Team Canada. Team Canada? Uh, four. four. Obviously. It's hard. It's hard. You lead, off, you lead off with the best shooter, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins. I think I'd take Stauskas for a shooting. Sure. Um, Kelly Olenek. You got to have that yeah. edge. You got to have that physical edge. <laughs> you take Olenek. Um, no. I think I might go big here and pick Tristan Thompson. I was looking at Thompson. Offensive yeah. boards. Hey, um, you, got a, you got a steady hand in Corey Joseph to run the show. Wiggins, Murray. I mean, are we going, like, can we go super young and take R.J. Barrett? I want Dylan Brooks. That guy's a killer. I want him. There's a couple of guys there. But those are, like, if Canada qualifies, good luck, because those guys are going to be playing on the, on the 5 on 5 right? That's right. Oh, yeah. So That's we're going to be taking NCAA team uh, It'll be us. It'll or, be us four. Or, or it'll be us four. Or you, you I'm sports. okay with that. I've never been to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Definitely be proud to represent my nation at the bottom of the standings. <laughs> <laughs> but very proud. Very, very proud, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think because Canada, there's not there's not many, many players out there that we can pick from. But obviously, like uh, Dave said, you need you know Jamal Murray shooting. Wiggins is probably the best Canadian in the NBA. Yep. Um, Tristan Thompson, Stauskas is another shooter. Yeah, I think yeah, you go Stauskas maybe Bradley Heslip. He's a yep. good shooter as well. But uh, those would be the guys. Corey Joseph, you can throw him in there. Yeah. Uh, those would be the guys. Um, sorry, I'm not taking Anthony Bennett or Andrew Nicholson. Uh, Joel Anthony doesn't get any love. <laughs> Champion. He's going to bring his ring. Shy Alexander, maybe. It's true. Hey, another Kentucky boy, too. I like that. Yeah, no, I'll take Steve Nash, actually. Forget all these other guys. <laughs> Steve Nash by himself is better than all these He's other back. guys. Yeah. He's, are, we hey. going, are we going retired guys now? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's the big three. Rick Fox. I mean, come on, guys. Rick Fox. Let's not forget him. 
<laughs> Bill Wennington, man. Throw yeah. Bill Wennington in there. Why not? Why not? He's a big boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, oh, those are our boy. teams. Let us know what your team would be for Team USA, Team Canada, or if you're listening anywhere around the world, what uh, your country would France look like. France would have a pretty decent team, too. France would have a good team? Yeah. Australia is getting there. Imagine Ben Simmons. Ooh, yeah. Ben Simmons, yeah. But uh, between Gobert and Fournier, and a lot of good players coming out of France Batum. these days. So, yeah. yeah Batum. A lot of Swiss Army Knife type players, so they'd be a good team too. Uh, let us know. The email is the3nikki at gmail.com. You can reach out on Facebook as well, 3nikki, on Twitter at BasketPod, Instagram, the3nikki. Remember, each and every episode you can listen to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, of course, on the Almighty Baller Radio Network, Dash Radio, here in Ottawa locally on Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock on CKDJ1079. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play as well. The website is 3, the number 3 in the key.ca. And before we let you go, on this day that we recorded, June 11th, 2017, on this day in 97, was Game 5 in the NBA Finals. Game 5 is happening tomorrow on the Monday, June 12th. But Jordan's flu game where he scored 38, yeah. and the Bulls won 90-88 to and then closed it out in Game 6, winning by 4 over Stockton and Malone. Um, uh, ninety to eighty six for the first out of two, uh, in the back to back. Uh, well, that was the second in the three P, but the first, the first out of the two beating the Jazz. Uh, great series that uh, that was, and that was Jordan's flu game. Uh, on this day in ninety seven, scores thirty eight points. What a what a play with the game. flu. And yeah. in twenty thirteen, those shoes that he wore in that flu game sold. Can anyone guess? Well. <laughs> You guys, I how much it went for? Million dollars, hundred four thousand. Oh my! Wasn't one hundred ninety? One hundred four thousand. The ones that he wore in the ninety four Olympics sold oh, today. That's right. yeah. Today, yeah, one hundred ninety. Pair of Converse, right over one hundred ninety thousand. Good lord! Nineteen eighty four Olympics. That's not even the dream team. I don't really have yeah. anything. I know that like giving away shoes is a big thing in basketball. I don't really have any desire to own somebody's used shoe. It's just not <laughs> my know, thing. Yeah. Give me a brand well, new. Well, if you okay. had money to waste, then probably you would. I'd, I'd rather get the jersey. Yeah, me too. I frame know. it so I don't have to smell the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't like, like stinky shoes, Dave? <laughs> not, not particularly. No. I'm a baking soda man. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for us. Uh, for uh, Dave Tripp, who I had, and Will Macklin, who's here in spirit. I'm Elias Olsen. Peace. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's fall, the geese are headed south, and it's time for you to hit the woods. So button things up, find where they hide, and pattern the deer you seek. Come into Cabela's Great Outdoor Days and save over 20% on Herder's select grade handgun ammo. Save $180 after mail-in rebate on Walther PPS M2 pistols with instant savings of $80. And get a Vortex Diamondback 3.5 to 10 by 50 V-Plex rifle scope, just $149.99. Shop in-store and at cabelas.com. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.